I'm at Camden BRI talking to packaging specialist Lynn Eric Potter about package seal strength and integrity and their implications, especially for product safety and spoilage. This is on the back of a recently completed member subscription funded project on this theme. So Lynn Eric, what do you mean by the term seal? In the context we're talking about, with regard to plastics, we're talking about the joining of two materials. So with plastics, this may involve the heating of a thermoplastic, which once it gets melted, it's then joined together. Or we could add an adhesive to the plastic and then these are joined together. Some packages have one seal and others have numerous seals across the package. So there's a lot of talk about seal strength and seal integrity. Are they the same thing? They're not the same thing, but they can be related. The strength of the seal is the force required to pull the seal apart, whereas integrity is related to defects in the seal area. A defect in the seal area may be things like contamination from food or moisture, but they may not necessarily cause a leak, but they may weaken the seal. Alternatively, if you've got a weak seal, this can cause a defect in the seal area. And why are they important, seal strength and integrity? The aim of packaging is to get the product to the consumer in a sound condition. If the seals are inadequate, the quality and the safety of the product can be affected. If there's leaks in the seals, we might get micro-contamination passing through. We may get losses of gas in modified atmosphere packs. We may get moisture ingress as well. In a recent member-funded project looking at food waste in the supply chain, we visited a number of distribution centres and we found a lot of damaged packaging was due to weak seals and this increased the amount of food waste. What factors determine the strength of a seal? There's a number of factors which affect the strength of the seal. These may include material or the adhesive being used, the sealing parameters such as time, temperature and pressure in the combination used, whether the packaging is conditioned or tempered before use, and whether the equipment is dirty or damaged. During a recent review on sealing, we found there are six theories of adhesion. These are adsorption, mechanical interlocking, electrostatic forces, chemical bonding, diffusion and weak boundary layer. There's a number of factors which influence the bonding process and these are interlinked. More about these mechanisms can be found in the R&D report on better seals for reducing food waste. And it's possible to measure the strength of these different seal types objectively? Depending on the pack format, there's a number of different methods that can be used to measure the strength of the seal. For example, a bus test can be used to measure the strength of the seal. This is where the pack is inflated between two restraining plates until the point of one of the seals is burst. This can measure a number of different things. It can tell you which seal bursts first and whether the manufacturer's seal or the packer's seal is stronger or weaker. It can also tell you whether the seals break first or the materials break first and this will tell you whether the material is actually weaker than the seals. Another test is the creep test, similar to the burst test where you're inflating the pack to a certain pressure and holding it. This can help you when you're stacking your product on pallets and how much pressure the packs can withstand during transportation. A tensile test can look at the force required to pull the seals apart and also help you set up your sealing parameters. It's important to understand the strength of the seals and how the pack can withstand transportation and handling. So do the different methods measure the same thing and give a similar comparable result? During a recent member-funded project on better seals for reducing food waste, we looked at the different methods for assessing seal strength. During the project, we sealed four different materials using a number of different temperature profiles. And then we used four different seal strength methods for testing the strength of the seals. And these included the tensile, vacuum underwater, the burst test and the creep test. And the study came up with a number of different conclusions, which included that different materials required different sealing parameters. The strength of the seal will depend on the sealing combination used. A higher temperature doesn't always result in a stronger seal. And different test methods will result in different seal strengths. There was some correlation found between the burst and the tensile test, but we also found that the material being tested also affects the method. 
So a number of factors you need to take into account when choosing the sealing method. So how can someone be sure that they're choosing the right method or asking their lab for the right test for them and their packaging? When we've been talking to different people in industry, we found that a lot of people are doing tests because they've historically always done them. So it's important when selecting the method you're using that you know why you're testing and what the result means and making sure that it's the right test for the right pack. So having discussed seal strength, if we move on to seal integrity, what factors determine or affect the integrity of a seal? Some of the factors are similar to seal strength, such as the materials you're using, the time, temperature, pressure, sealing profile. But other factors include things like contamination in the seal area, which could be food or moisture. Again, dirty and damaged sealing equipment, jaw misalignment, whether the sealing temperature is too high, because if you burn the packaging, you're damaging the seals, and things like handling and transportation. And how can you measure seal integrity? Presumably different methods are used compared with seal strength. There's a number of different methods for measuring seal integrity. These may include the creep test, similarly as before, that you inflate the pack to a set pressure, but if there's a leak in the pack, the pack won't hold the pressure. A vacuum underwater is where the pack is placed inside a tank and a vacuum is pulled, and if there's any leaks, bubbles will come out of the pack indicating there's a leak. A very good method is dye penetration, where a penetrant dye is placed inside the pack and it will find any channels through the seal area, indicating there's a leak in the pack. If you've got a modified atmosphere pack, there's also a kit which you can use with tracer gases. Do these methods all measure the same thing and give similar results? They're all measuring the integrity of the pack, but depending on the sensitivity of the equipment, they'll give you different results. We did a recent study comparing the dye test, the vacuum underwater and the creep test. We sealed some packs with known wire sizes in the seal areas, so we knew there were leaks in the seals. And then we tested these packs with the different methods and we found that the vacuum underwater test was at least sensitive and didn't pick up very small leaks, whereas the dye test picked up any leaks that we put into the seal area. So again, how could someone be sure that they're using the right method or asking their test lab for the right kind of test? It's important, again, to make sure that the test method you're using is suitable for your pack. It's important to know the sensitivity of the test equipment that you're using. Um, one way to test the sensitivity would be, as we did, putting known wire sizes in the pack seals and putting them through your integrity tester to make sure they can pick them up. You need to make sure that whatever leaks are in your pack are not detrimental to your product, so it's important to know whether there's leaks in there or not. But the key thing really is picking a test after consideration of what it is exactly that you want to try and measure. Yeah, and it's really important to speak to suppliers' equipment because they should be able to help you. And also you can come to the Camden BRI as well because we've got a lot of experience with different equipment and we can help you. And you can also come in on site to actually use some of our equipment to make sure it's suitable for your pack type. Lyric Potter, thank you very much.